Hey everyone, uh, Jason Klein here. I'm the senior minister here at Refocus Christian Church, uh, located in Fallonsby, West Virginia. I just want to say uh, thank you so much for listening to our content. Uh, feel free to share or like or leave any comments you have. Uh, we're always looking to engage with people. Uh, what are some questions you have? What are some things that you might be learning? Uh, and at the same time, if you want to know more about us, check us out at refocuschurch.com, uh, which also has a link to our Facebook there. Uh, and so it just has uh, upcoming events, things that are going on, uh, sermon series that we're in. Uh, so once again, thanks for being a part of this. Thank you for listening in. And as always, please feel free to share and comment or like, because uh, we want to make sure that we're trying to reach as many people possible uh, with the good news of Jesus Christ. All right. Have a great day. everyone. I uh, hope your day is going well. Hey, so it's been a while since I've kind of recorded um, a podcast that wasn't related uh, to a, a Sunday morning sermon. And, and this is kind of one that I'm hoping to continue to maybe develop. Um, there's a, a thought process that has been, it, it's been in my mind for a while now. It's It's kind of a, something that that I'm starting to work through. Um, and it's the idea uh, of what it looks like to really make uh, a disciple, uh, to, to be a disciple who makes a disciple. Uh, and it's such a, an interesting topic because it's definitely a bigger topic in the church right now than it probably ever has been. Uh, Jim Putnam, Putman, if you've never heard the name, uh, is someone who really kind of, I don't, know, I don't know if he started it, but he really kind of pushed it in this direction of, of, of kind of refocusing where the church is headed and, and what it's supposed to be doing. Uh, there's a really good book by him uh, called Disciple Shift, uh, Five Steps That Help Your Church to Make Disciples Who Make Disciples, uh, that I'm going through. And really, this whole podcast, at least this one, and and hopefully future ones are, are just going to be kind of me processing and, and, and understanding what does it mean to really make a disciple. Uh, one of the things that Jim writes in his book is the mission of the church, your church, my church. Uh, I'm sorry, this is not Jim. This is a quote from another book. Uh, the mission of the church your church, my church, the church in Appalachia, the church in Azarban, uh, the church anywhere. This is to make disciples of Jesus Christ in the power of the Spirit to the glory of God the Father. And and so one of the ways that, that they really kind of look at this, and, and one of the, the, the key factors is looking at the early church and particularly really looking at what Jesus did, right? So Jesus in a very relational way taught people to follow him and and to pursue a relationship with God. And and really if you want to talk about disciple making, that's that's what it is. We are supposed to in a very loving, caring way model for people what it is to follow Jesus and then help them follow Jesus and and to make, you know, uh, to give their life 
over to him. And then uh, they're supposed to repeat the process and do the same thing. And and one of the things that I think I've done well, and, and maybe not as good as I'd like to think, but that I've done well is my goal is to try to help other people develop into their own faith. Uh, I think this starts with my kids, and I'll be honest, I need to do a better job on some of those cases with my kids or, or my wife, um, or I have people in my life that, you know, I'm trying to love on and mentor and help them develop. Uh, but if we're being honest, and, and Jim talks about this in his book, and, and I don't disagree, the church today is it's not really good at making disciples. We're good at making Christians, uh, and I would probably agree with Jim here that, that there's a difference. You know, it's one thing to attend a church. It's one thing to show up on a Sunday morning. It's one thing to attend a program. It's one thing to come in and, and listen to your pastor preach. And, and as someone who preaches, I mean, don't get me wrong, like we appreciate it. But at the same time, like actually living it out, actually going out into the world and, and investing in people. I, I see this a lot in, in churches is, you know, you have a lot of people who show up on a Sunday, uh, but very few people uh, attend some sort of small group or community group or whatever you want to call it. They just don't have time. Uh, the events that require them to be in the community, they might be there, but but they're probably not because they're too busy because there's something else going on. Um, you know, they want their friends and families that come to Jesus, but but they want you as the minister to come talk to them, or maybe if they can hear you preach a good message, it'll it'll save them and they'll come to the knowledge of Jesus. But 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 they're not willing to put the work in. They're not willing to to invest and build relationships. You know, we I think about it in the culture today. We we expect people who don't know Jesus to act like Jesus as long as we don't have to love them first. <laughs> We, we just hope that they'll show up to our church, they'll hear a good message, their lives will be changed, and then the church, church staff, whatever, will take over and start to, to minister to them. And, but that's just not, it's not producing what you think it's producing. We live in a, a country where... Um, and the statistics have probably changed now, but uh, somewhere like 70% of the people claim to be Christ followers. And and I don't know about you, but I would probably disagree with that notion. Uh, I've been a part of churches long enough now to tell you that there's a lot of people who punch in for an hour and a half on Sunday morning, but they never do anything else. They never serve. They never give up their time. They they haven't brought anyone to Jesus. They they haven't discipled anyone. They're they're not even discipling their own family. Well, they they just expect it to be done for them. I, I was reading a, an article recently, and it's talking about uh, the struggle that people in America have with uh, what are becoming known or, or what are known as missional churches. Uh, missional churches are. The idea is we're going to use everything that God has given us. We're going to reach out to the people around us. So we're going to make a difference and in an impact. And, and on a surface level, everyone loves the idea. 
uh, you know, it's really good. They show up, they participate, things are happening. Uh, and, and this article I was reading was talking about the struggle, though, long term for most Americans. And this is speaking to our country, and and I'm not sure about others, but I'm assuming it applies, is that at some point the idea of being a missional church is great, except we haven't dealt with our consumerism mentality. You know, we're we're it's all about us. You know, everything we do, we get so deeply offended by little things because we have a sense of pride or arrogance or the waitress or waiter is, you know, going too slow or, or I ordered something and it didn't get here in time or, or I went to the store and it wasn't there. I can't believe it cost this much and, and blah, blah, whatever it is. But, but we have this consumerism mentality and, and I know that because I do too. You know, I, I, I constantly have to check myself, and it's more often than I like to, but I have to check myself because of the fact that you know, I'm a consumer. I want things. I want things quickly. The internet speeds down if I drive to an area where it's like a little bit slower. Like, I get frustrated, which is stupid, by the way. But in the church, it's even worse because we show up to Sunday and we want what we want. We like what we like. And if we don't like it, we go somewhere else or we stick around and complain because we're not, we're not focused on what God is calling us to do. And that's to make disciples. We're calling on how are we getting fed? How are we getting taken care of? And listen, I, I'm going to say this as nicely as possible. And I realize that different preachers and there's different styles and, and don't get me wrong. I understand. I'm sure there's people that don't like how I preach. That's fine. But if you're complaining that the church that you're at, that the sermon's just not doing it for you, <laughs> that's a consumer mentality because you're, you're expecting someone else to feed you. And to feed your relationship with God. And, and that, that's kind of a hard pill to swallow, but, but it's an honest one. If, if you go to church and all you're concerned about is, well, I don't like this, or I don't like that, or I don't like the way this is done, or why, like, if all you can think about is how bad this affects me, you have a consumerism problem. Now, the, the opposite of that, or I guess the, the, if there is one, is if it's something being taught that's entirely unbiblical, I get it. If it's something that is completely against scripture and it's false teaching, like that, I, I understand being frustrated with that. But, but if your preacher is, whoever that may be, is teaching from the word of God and you just uh, can't stand it. Or I, I'm not getting anything from it. And listen, I, I get it. Personalities are different. Different people appeal to different people. I'm not saying that that doesn't happen. But if all you can think about is how much you don't like what's happening, it's not about you anyways. The, the entirety of church is not about you. It's not about us. I, this is kind of a weird thought that that I've been wrestling with and 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 I I don't think it's the opposite of what I tell people but I believe with everything in me that Jesus died for me like he saved me from my sin I, I'm aware of that but he did that for the glory of God 
he changes and transforms my life so that God may be glorified. It It's not about me. I'm part of it. But it's about God being who God is and, and the creator being recognized by creation as the Lord uh, and the creator of our life. It It's always been about God. It doesn't mean that Jesus didn't love us. It doesn't mean that God doesn't care. It doesn't mean that God doesn't provide. But at the end of the day, it's always going to be about God. That That's the whole reason that that any of us exist is because we are called to bring him glory. And Jesus says it in the Great Commission. You know, go baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teach them. Teach them to, to do the things that I have taught you. Right? Teach them to follow me. Teach them to be more like me. Teach them to honor God with their lives. Teach them to make God the Lord and the focus of their life. And 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 that's what it is to make a disciple, is to help people get from that stage of, it's not about me, it's not about self, right? And, and, and I think that that's where the difference is between a disciple and a Christian. And it's easy to call yourself a Christian, but, but most of the time, and, and I realize that not always, but I would say most of the time, calling yourself a Christian, it's, it's all about you. You're, what did God do for you? What can the church do for you? What have you been saved from? And and I just I think it's bigger than that. I I know it's bigger than that. And like I said, I, I'm I'm wrestling with this and in, in my own mind because I realize that I'm, I'm I don't want to say I'm part of the problem, but man, I think I am as someone who who preaches and, and what I would consider. A, not a traditional church, I guess, but a fairly typical church model in this country. I get up there and I preach and, and I don't think I'm a bad preacher and I hope people's lives are being changed. But, but at the same time, I shouldn't, I shouldn't expect people to be reliant on me anyways. Like if, if the church that I was part of didn't exist, would people still follow Jesus? Like I, I don't know if I know the answer to that question. And that that's hard for me because I don't want to be just another Christian. I want to be someone who's a disciple who makes other people disciples to help them mature in their faith and their understanding. To, I want to live my life so it honors God and that he really is in charge and he really is Lord of my life and, and all of my energy and time and resources are, are designed to bring him glory. And, and I want to model that for everyone around me. What does that look like? What does it mean to follow Jesus in the way that was so the early disciples were willing to sacrifice their life to spread the news of the gospel And you and I can't even give up our weekend plans. I mean, do you understand how crazy that sounds? That that we, we want to follow God as long as he doesn't ask us to do anything 
that's uncomfortable. That's a that's a tough man. That, that's a tough thought to process, and and that that's where I am. I'm, I'm wrestling with this because I love the church, man. I think churches are still God's plan A. I mean, I think uh, God established them. Jesus did for sure. Established it on Peter, and, and he established the church to go out and to teach the world. Uh, and what it was to follow him. That, that's what the, the early disciples did. But, uh, but the church that we become, I think, is, is, is getting away from that. How do we, how do we change that mentality? How do we go from just attending on a Sunday morning to really living a life that says, all right, God, whatever you need, I'm here. Whoever you need me to love, whoever you need me uh, to take care of, whatever you need me to sacrifice, what, what, what prompts us to ask the question, what areas of my life are you not in control of? My money, my marriage, my time. I mean, if I was an early disciple, would it, Push comes to shove, and if this world goes south, am I willing to die if it means that people get to hear your truth? We Paul was was shackled in chains. So the uh, the latter part of his life, shackled in chains, and he saw it as a great joy to be telling people about Jesus. He he never gave that up. He never stopped and, and yet for some reason and, and I'll say it again is you and I won't even give up our weekend plans and who who are we who are you really discipling can, can you name one person in your life that that you are helping them develop a stronger relationship with God are you modeling for your friends or your family? Are you loving your wife the way that God tells us to? Are you showing your children what it means to live for God? Uh, the, the people at work that, that you are, you don't like, but they need Jesus. Like, you know, who are you, who are you investing in? What does it mean to follow Christ? What does it mean to be a disciple, what would it look like if the church was focused on making disciples and not more Christians? Like, those are questions that I don't have an answer to, but I feel like, man, I feel like I've started down a journey that I'm not sure where it's going to take me. I love the church. I don't always love what it produces, though. Especially not... A bunch of people that show up for an hour and a half on Sunday morning and they consider their relationship with God like that's enough. Like they, they will give God an hour and a half one day a week as long as he doesn't ask them to do anything else. And they're good. Like I, I don't ever want to be the kind of person that only gives God the least amount of me. 
I don't know if I have an answer to that question. I don't even know if I would consider myself a, a real disciple sometimes. It's not that I don't love God. It's not that I don't want to serve him. But, but who am I investing my time into? Who am I helping to mature? Am I doing that? And, and listen, I, these are, these are just things that I, that I struggle with. And, and if I had to guess, I'm not the only one. So, so take that for what it's worth. But, but, but really, what does it mean to be a disciple? Who are we investing in? What does it look like to see lives transformed? What, what if we really believed that the best thing we could do is to model what Jesus did. And that was to be relational. He loved people. He met them where they were. But he also told them truth. And he called them to live differently, to live a life that is honoring of God, to live a life where he is in charge, to live a life where God is the Lord of your life. What if we actually did that? Not just get people to church, but but what if we actually spent time with other believers, helping them develop and grow in their faith, and then encouraging that to be done over and over and over and over and over? I think it would change everything. That's the kind of church that I want to be. I am. Um, like I said, I was... I was going through this book called Discipleship, and and man, I not even out of chapter one, and, and I'm telling you, I think I've made more markings um, than I've ever done <laughs> in my entire life, uh, and I love just what I've been reading. Um, and here's a, a few things that that I, I I marked that I think are great. Uh, so, yet the call of a true disciple. There's a call to a change in allegiance from self to Jesus' leadership in our lives. In a disciple's life, the Great Commission must be taken at face value. If anyone serves Jesus, he must follow Jesus. There is no wiggle room in a genuine Christian's life for a faith characterized by compromise. Uh, it goes on in another line. It says, he showed us, uh, speaking of Jesus, he showed us that the fundamental methodology in making disciples is relationships grounded in truth and love. I mean, it's just, this is what it means to, to follow Jesus, is, is to help other people follow Jesus. I'll leave you with this, this final thought. I said, the overarching shift to begin thinking about is that churches are not called to merely make converts or even Christians in the limited sense of the word. Churches have tried that, and it's not producing the intended result. Churches must begin moving to a model church that champions biblical discipleship in a relational environment. Simply put, a church exists to make disciples who make disciples. And the primary methodology is Christ-like love expressed in a life-on-life relationship. And, and then I just, I, I, I can't, I can't, 
help but read that and think, man, am I, am I living that way? Are we? Are we really disciples? Or have we settled to just be Christians? I guarantee this won't be the last podcast about this. And I hope it finds you in a good place. And I hope it finds you in a challenging place. And I hope and I pray that God continues to move us in in the idea of what it means to truly be disciples who make disciples. There's no room for compromise. We've seen that. Doesn't work. All right. Have a good day. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for checking out this week's podcast. Hey, if you want to learn more about our church, check us out at refocuschurch.com or look us up on Facebook at Refocus Christian Church. We're located in Fallonby, West Virginia. Uh, we'd love to have you and your family out. Come check out and see what God is doing on our people, in our community, in our church. All right. Later.